Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters John Stevens, Angela Peterson, Nick Flynn, Jamie Ramsey, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Phantom Brewing Company, Dolphin Brewery, Becky Bentley White, Alex Possels, Ryan Charlton, The Paper Mill Micropub, Doug Thayer, Sarah Allmark, and The Sociable Beer Company. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Emma and Ollie from Merakai Brewing Co. based in Uckfield, East Sussex. Merakai was launched in the autumn of 2020 by Emma and Ollie to create opportunities and environments to share and explore new taste experiences. Their aim is to create an inclusive community connecting together people with passion, perspective and purpose. Emma and Ollie, please introduce yourselves and tell us about your beer journeys which led you to launching Merakai. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm the co-founder and owner and brewer of Merakai Brewing. I'm Emma. It's better half. I'm responsible for basically everything that's not brewing. <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome, guys. So um, how did you end up here? It started, oh, it must have been seven, eight years ago now. Uh-huh. I got into home brewing. My brother-in-law, he had um, some homebrew stuff down in Wales. And after trying his, I decided I had to try give it a go myself. Okay. And one Christmas we were up in Leeds in um, a Brewdog, little Brewdog bar in Leeds. And I had yep. one of those punk kits. <laughs> and I was like, let's give that a go. So I bought that. And yeah, in the new year, I made the beer. And it turned out all right, seeing okay. that I wasn't doing any water treatments or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, skipped like three years forward. And I become a member of like the, the Brighton Homebrew Club. And I kind of had enough of my desk job. I'd been working for a major airline company. And it was just became monotonous. And one day I just decided I'm going to go and visit every brewery in Sussex, pretty much, that I could think of. Uh, And luckily, one of them was actually um, looking for work experience people. That was Arundel Brewery. Yep. So I went did the work experience for a week, really enjoyed it. And they then kept me on the books or kept me sort of in the loop while um, they were getting ready to get another person to work at the brewery. And I think it was about six months later the job actually opened up and I became the assistant brewer there. Nice. Um, that was really good. So mm-hmm. I, did, I did that for almost a year. Then the mm-hmm. head brewer left and set up Little Monster Brewing. Yes. And I then took over as the brewer and uh, another work colleague, uh, Matt, he stepped up and joined me and we both sort of ran the brewery for a good, how many years? Two, two and a half years, something like that. We, we ran the brewery and uh, we sort of changed it from being traditional cask into a mixture of cask and craft beer. Right. Yep. But got to a point at Arundel where I was like, okay, I've kind of done as much as I can here. And Emma was saying, we should start up our own place. We should start up our own place. And then lockdown happened and it kind of just all escalated from there. And we went for it, really. Yeah. Um, what he's not telling you is that... I basically needed a job because I were covering um, Matt leave. And then we'd actually been planning Merakai or something kind of that we were going to do together for easily like 10 years. And okay. then I was working in London, in the city, and just decided to give it a go and run some numbers. Mm-hmm. So like in the background, he was telling me like he was enjoying it. People were buying Arundel's beers. And I could see, obviously, craft beer scene. It's just... It's not exploded, it's kind of gradually been growing, but I feel like, yeah, since lockdown happened, there's been like a massive explosion and some real interest, both positive and negative, obviously, within um, Crabbeer. Yep. And the numbers stacked up, and uh, yeah, before that, we sold our house, so we're living in rented accommodation, so Mm -hmm. the money, we just put it into the business. We're doing all right. Fantastic. As part of my weekly research podcast, I always have a quick look at Company's House to see when the business was started and who the key people are so you were already at least you had the name and the plan before covid but i guess covid was what really focused your attention and gave you time to sit back and say yeah actually we can do this let's let's just crack on is that a fair summary or yeah it kind of really accelerated the plans because as i said i would have been out of a job and the fact is we'd spent a lot of time running the numbers and yeah mm-hmm. as you kind of mentioned obviously registered uh, the name 
in 2019 at Companies House. But it, yeah, it just massively brought it forward. Because I think registered at a Companies House, but I think we were both fairly comfortable. I mean, all of us, you know, did some work for Abyss. And we were just, you know, I kind of like liked my job, but it was just COVID turned everything upside down. And it is pretty much like we just got to go for it because if we don't go for it now, then when will we? Right. It's actually, it's kind of been really shit for everybody, but we've actually managed to find, you know, like some others, the opportunity. So trying to turn that real shit negative mm. um, into a bit of a positive. In full force, because we've started off with a 10-barrel brew kit, we've not even gone small, we've just gone straight in there and <laughs> gone for it. So, I would say, Ollie, obviously you, with the brewing experience that you've had, prior to launching Merakai, there was less risk in it from the perspective of can I actually make beer that people yeah. are going to want to drink? You know, you knew you had that down, didn't you? So that's that was a big risk factor. I'm not saying it wasn't a risky proposition. I'm sure it was. But that was at least that avenue of risk wasn't something you needed to concern yourself yeah, with. Yeah, I knew people liked the beers that I could produce. So yes. that definitely helped. So. Yeah, it's the distribution channels like more than anything else because obviously the pubs were closed. Yep. Most bottle shops were closed basically yep. yeah, they sort of and dark, weren't they? yeah we got a lot of support locally from people who you know had been kind of bothering for years and saying that we were going to launch our own venture mm. and they really stepped up for us um and supported us um during during a shit time so yeah there's like lots of people within the community that we've got to thank for just helping to helping to launch us and then obviously like with my background i built a website like the <laughs> e-commerce function on it so it's just basically easier to sell direct because of my other life experience. Yes. It, well, you know, I didn't I didn't struggle with that knowledge because I knew what I was doing. No. Put it up really quickly and then yeah, we're just able to get the product um, products out there. I did first come across your beer actually, which you, you very kindly gave away for the triple hot Christmas party last year. That, that I yeah. think was a brilliant idea. I know you guys are obviously well networked in Brighton with the, the homebrew community. I'm sure you know. Neil and Simon and the guys that, that, that run Triple Hops as real significant parts of that South Coast craft beer scene. So I think that was quite an inspired move. And I, I expect you've done other things like that that I don't know about to build your network and your your brand awareness. So so I think I think that was very creative. Um, I certainly appreciated it. And I think it was a good start towards getting your beer into the hands of, I guess, quite a lot of fairly obsessive types like me. Yeah. Um, that probably hopefully stands in good stead. <laughs> yeah, I, it was just one of them things when Oliver was just looking through social media and he saw that they were having a party and then mm. Oliver reached out to them and said, you know, kind of, look, we're launching. And they, like, did we just force ourselves upon them and Pretty they were much. really decent? <laughs> and they kind of went, oh, yeah, we'll take your free beer and we'll put, we'll kind of, we'll put you in. Mm. I think... It was, it has to be done by this date. So we can, I think, like, two days before oh, blimey. and got it sent out first class mm. for everyone and it was edge of the seats whether or not it would actually be there for the actual <laughs> thing it was, it was yeah close. I was on the first of a nervous breakdown just basically like packing these cans furiously and taking them in sackfuls like Santa the, the Royal Mail and they were just you know because I had to get a taxi up because I don't drive it's not mm. that far away from my house but I was just lugging sacks and cardboard boxes yep out of the boot of this taxi and everyone at the depot because it was really late I think I managed to catch the last collection all these lads were looking at me and going what are you doing you you know you're mad just going gotta get this beer help me help me get this beer like honestly I became an expert in just wrapping beer in just a very very quick time it's like it was crazy nuts but as you said and like i appreciate it it kind of worked it, it wasn't cheap for us to do but no i bet it was no ultimately like you know speaking from a marketer and a marketing perspective it's a sort of like money you'd put if you had like big budgets to put into like doing a campaign and we you know obviously the product <laughs> cost us but ultimately we knew we needed to make a noise pretty quickly and launch ourselves and it, you know it worked it worked and it really paid off. So, like, massive, massive thank you to Triple Hops and um, all of all of you guys and community because, <laughs> yeah, you all posted about it and you were really, really decent and, and it just helped get that promotion for us. So, yeah, we really appreciated it. No, good. I'm glad it um, glad it advanced the uh, the cause. Let's <laughs> talk about the first beer. This is good things are coming. Eight percent dipper. The tasting notes I have to say, a drink's easier than its ABV suggests. Yeah. That's certainly true. 
Smooth, citrus and dank. Perfect for dipper fans and people who've not tried this style before. Hopped with Simcoe, Citra, Columbus and Centennial. Nice new school and old school kind of combination of, of hops there. It's the king of beer styles for me. I mean, you know, I, I will accept no arguments on the subject. You know, dippers rule. I think it just gives you the depth of alcohol as much as anything to really get a, a good breadth of flavour into a beer. Um, I think it's hard. I mean, I'm obviously not a brewer, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's my sense that that's true anyway. Um, I think if you get to tipper strength, then it can. I mean, there are some brilliant tippers around these days, but I'm much more likely to really appreciate a dipper than I am a tipper. I think uh, tippers can get a bit sort of treacly and a bit kind of overwhelming at times, especially if you're trying to drink a 440 can on your own, which uh, I'm usually that's usually what I'm doing with <laughs> with whatever <laughs> I'm drinking. This is absolutely terrific. It's got everything as far as I'm concerned. As you say, it's it's got basically some lovely citrus flavors. It's got some some really nice dank bitterness in there gorgeous aroma just a great beer love to get your thoughts on it yeah it's it's completely different to our first dipper mm. the first one was extremely it had a huge amount of hoppage in the boil whereas this one's mostly in the dry hop okay um so the other one was supposed to be an east coast but it sort of became more westy whereas this one is definitely verging on more of the east coast vibe yep every beer i make is always I'm always trying to perfect it, and I'm never. Who knows if I'll ever perfect a beer? You won't. You won't be happy with it. No, but that's a, that's yeah. the mark of a great brewery is, is that perfection and and being so hard on yourself that you're never satisfied. But yeah, no, I'm super happy with uh, how easy drinking it is. Mm. It's very smooth. It's very easy. Um, it's got the pininess of the Simcoe and the mm. and that dankness that comes through from the Columbus and the Simcoe combined. You've got that floral citrus, and then you've got that little bit of like citrus and tropical lychee flavor from the Centennial as well. So. Yeah. It's just a nicely balanced beer. It's it's yeah. It's not overly sweet. It's not overly dry. It's just yeah. I'm happy with it. Colour's lovely as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could easy, you could pass this off as six point five easily, and nobody, I think, would argue with you. Which is no, probably not. No. <laughs> and yeah. it's got nice lacing as well, which I'm happy with. Which is it does actually. Fun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, it's very fluffy. Um, this is a second beer in a series of hope. We're calling it. So the mm-hmm. first one was a pale ale three little birds and then it's followed up with this one quite nicely and then there'll be a third one which um, i've now changed my mind with what i'm doing for the third one it oh, was okay. going to be a dipper right but i'm thinking it might i might either do a west coast ipa mm-hmm. or an oak cream dipper oh okay yeah yeah because well, I do like my oat creams. So. Mm, I do as well. Yeah, I, I think oat uh, gives gives just a lovely smoothness and mouthfeel. To I do put a fair amount of oats in all of my beers. Do this you? one's yeah. probably got about 20% in it. But uh, mm. if I'm going to do an oat cream, it's going to be 50%. Oh, wow. Awesome. It yeah. becomes silly when you have to do two or three mashes in a day to get it to fill the, fill the copper. But <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a glutton for punishment, really. So there we go. Oh, yeah, you love those double oh, mashes love those and long brooders. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a digging it. out afterwards. It's the bit he really likes, I'm sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I'll get in some assistance for that one, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're now brewing at the former Abyss Brewery. So that's brilliant. I had those guys on the podcast uh, six, nine months ago. Really pleased with what they've achieved, and I can't yeah, wait yeah. to get down and see their new site in Lewis. I know it's supposed to be opening any day, isn't it? I was nagging. Uh, yeah, I was, I was nagging Andrew at the uh, London Craft Beer Festival as to exactly when it was going to open. You know, I couldn't get him to commit a date, but I know it's not far away. So it's taken a bit of time to get it right because they they want to get it right. So yeah, I, I was their head brewer for about about a year. Okay, so I left Arundel, and yeah. while I was we were setting up our brewery and getting everything sorted here. I was their head brewer, and then slowly but surely, I've been I've phased it out so that I've become Merakai head brewer, obviously, and focusing my whole attention on that. And they've got an, another guy in now who does their brewing, so it's it's, it's really useful. So yeah, like massive, massive shout out to um, Andy and Andrew uh, yep. from Abyss because, like, yeah, as Oliver mentioned, he worked for them, but right from the outset, we were really open and saying that we wanted to open our own brewery. They really helped us with that by giving Oliver a job basically until we got to that transition point where we could transition from you know working from somebody yeah. else and then working uh, full-time um for Marikai. so yeah we we really appreciate that it would have been nice though if they would have put in the in a floor um they never put in a floor yeah but like a floor would have been great uh, yeah, we don't currently have a floor, and the uh, like we had uh, the ten bar brew kit in storage just next basically door. next door, 
um, okay. since September. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of already already to move in. But yeah, like we really, especially like during lockdown and stuff, uh, we, yeah, just kind of like appreciated the opportunity that they gave Oliver really. So that Superb. Was, uh, no, well, that's that's really yeah. nice all round, isn't it? And it's just so that's so typical. Yeah, really isn't it? Community. yeah it's great. I, I'm always asked by people who don't belong to the community. For example, like you know, when you ask about money lending and stuff, mm. they'll say, "Well, you know, you're creating a product, and you kind of like concerned about competitors or whatever." And it's mm. just like it's kind of like that, but it's not really like that. Mm. It's a really strange relationship everyone's really supportive of each other but likewise people keep their cards a bit close to their chest but then you do collapse where you know like some of your secrets it's just really interesting definitely. Um, but really supportive a wonderful wonderful industry to be a part of no i'm sure it is what's the plans for the uckfield site then you got so you got your 10 barrel brew kit in there what tank space have you got uh, at the moment, we've got three FBs. We've got two open top 10 barrels and okay. one conical. We're receiving another conical in hopefully about hopefully. a month. Hopefully in about a month's time. We've, mm. we've sorted out all the finances for it, but it's just coming across from China now. Oh, so, no, um, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It was delayed by a week due to COVID locking down the port, and now mm. it's sort of another week late just due to travel issues. And But it's on its way. It is on its way. Good. <laughs> so we've got that another conical. So that will basically mean we can then double almost maybe 2.5 times more because we can then start juggling the tanks better. Right. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, it's a struggle to juggle tanks correctly with only one conical. So Yeah. Right. Um, what's your canning situation? Are you mobile can at the moment? or No, we've actually purchased our own canning line. It's, oh, uh, great. I hodgepodge built it. So the canning line comes from America. It's for right. head filler. Very, yep. very simple, but it pre-purges and they fill it. And then you, you sort of two cans at a time, but you can juggle them. So they're always... And then we've got a uh, cannula seamer, but mm-hmm. it's a semi-automatic one where you just press the button now it's and it, it does it all for you. Nice. And then I've got a Chinese labeler and date stamper. Okay, great. It's, it's called like an MT50. And yeah, that can be a bit temperamental as well. <laughs> they, all, all of them can be a bit temperamental. I know, that's all right. Yeah. But... The whole thing cost us about £4,000. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Uh, and it's a long day when you want to do hmm. as many cans as we're starting to do now. But every can that goes through, you you go, okay, that's not me giving it to somebody else. It's, it's quite nice. So Yeah, absolutely. It's I appreciate it. quite quickly, but I can see us outgrowing that. I'm pretty sure you're going to get some emails, Ollie, asking for more details about that. But, and I, <laughs> I know when I've had sort of similar conversations with other brewers and they've described semi-homegrown technology solutions that that always perks up people's interest and you know and they're, they're getting you i think you might get a little bit of pestering to share yeah, no, some more details about well, it compared to anything else that's sort of being sold at the moment you're looking at like 20 grand saving oh yeah absolutely fantastic but i can no, this is the thing you might be saying it's cheap it's cheap but the key piece of information there that he's kind of missing out is the whole making sure that Everything is right with regards to purging and mm. Anton Parr. And right. Anton Parr is upwards of 20 grand. Mm. So at the moment, we're kind of beg borrowing and stealing that kit from the lovely brewery community around us. Okay. But like that, without that, you kind of like run the risk of like. You're guessing. You're just yeah. adding kind of like elements of risk within your packaging. It's something that you don't want um, no it's a scary yeah. step isn't it yeah. you know, there's so yeah, much it, effort goes yeah. into that up to that point and it, to waste the waste it's just horrible yeah we do, we take like a lot of a lot of time like doing readings and make sure like things are kind of purged and and weighing it but just to keep all the risks as low um as low as like you possibly you possibly can do so yeah so it's like kit. go yeah. out and buy it for home brew it's absolutely fine but like from a commercial <laughs> point of view yeah, you know it can be um, can be a little bit risky. Well, the seamer I worked out can only use two lid types, so it can only use crown or it can oh. only use ball. It can't oh. use any others. No. And we got sent some argar ones, and it just every third or fourth can crunched them, and it was just like okay, so we just had to stop the canning run at that point. Yeah, and, and, we lost a lot yeah. of beer, so basically, yeah, we got to a point in our production where we've run out of like the lids we were using, hmm. using these new ones, and basically, we, we, yeah, we uh, oh, like I had to jump a lot of beer mm. and that was quite costly but we've got yeah. it that's good we've got yeah we've got it kind of like down to a t and, and working we know exactly what lids are and, and everything else so yeah it's just doing those little improvements over time to try and get it as optimal yeah. as possible mm-hmm. 
What are the plans for the Upfield site? Is there? I never visited the site, so I don't know. You know how big it is. You know how how small is it? Have you got room to grow, or are you you already sort of? I think stretching the seams. Tank will be close to capacity. We might be able to get one more conical in there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got a two-year lease. Well, year and a half now, probably. Yeah, year and a half. Oh, okay. So we probably will hopefully look somewhere else, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily going to happen. We could stay there for a little bit longer because. Our landlord's very nice and very good, so it's always cool. nice. But um, the, the issue there is we, we're trying to set up a tap room, but the council won't let us have just it open. You've got to, like, pre-book and certain things like that. So it's quite limited at the moment. So hopefully we can get that up and running and show the council that it's not an issue, and then hopefully right. it'll change. Plus, we can always use tens. But that's surely only under current restrictions isn't it i mean uh, I really um, yeah so the the we straddle like uh district council so we're not in um lewis and mm. we're not in uckfield mm-hmm. um and i think it's kind of like a fairly small parishy council and you know they might be being overly cautious because where we are is on an industrial estate and it's not the nice industrial estate where you know beak is with the cliff mm. Um, it's kind of like with an industrial pay, estate with, with yeah. yeah it's an industrial estate with you know like there's a concrete place in the back and then there's right. like an auto shop and body okay. works and then like massive trucks and stuff but when everyone's gone it's really lovely and idyllic um, yep. it will be you know quite nice for us because I suppose like having it that intimate it will mm-hmm. give it you know like people the opportunity to have smaller parties in and I don't know about you it's like when you stumble across somewhere and it's yours mm. and it's like your private bar, you really like it because it's oh, something definitely. that you only go with a handful of friends, right? Mm. And you just enjoy it. Yep. We want to be like that so people can just book it and experience it and nice. kind yeah. of have, you know, like be be with friends and not like have to worry about, you know, just yep. people being assholes or larry. So it's kind of, it's going to be quite nice. I, I really like, yeah. Cool. yeah. Being that small, I'll obviously we'll give be... them samples from the tank and stuff. Well, like that's that. what I was going to say. You know, you yes. can be a really sort of curated, sort of tutored tasting kind of experience every time people come, but, you know, on that on that kind of scale. So that's brilliant, yeah. 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 We're not doing, like, you know, the guided tours of the clipboard. It's like, next, <laughs> next, next. <laughs> yeah, more, it's just going to be us two, like, sat down, having a chat, mm. shooting the shit. Fantastic. And okay. is that is that something that's close or? Uh, well, yeah, I've just got to build, finish building the bar. Okay. Um, we've got a Linda. Um, Floors painted, the wallpapers up. Wallpapers wow. up. Yeah, it's kind of cute. You've got, you're going to have like this really gorgeous little environment with the backdrop of the, of the brewery. It looks completely different. Mm. And then, yeah, the, the bathroom's insane as well. It looks nuts. Um, we're kind of like hoping by the end of this month. Oh, fantastic. Um, just, finish, just finish it. Yeah. And, and what would that done. be like? A, you know, what sort of capacity are you talking about, Emma? Six. Six? Oh, wow. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it, the council basically said we're allowed six people in. Mm. So, but yeah. If we get big enough, we're probably something maybe like a 10, so the temporary event notices, where right. we can yeah. then hopefully set up something on a weekend when the trucks aren't coming in and out and they're all parked yeah. up and... We can get a food truck in. We can get a food stuff. truck in and mm-hmm. we can make a party out of it almost. And maybe because with tents, you can get up to like, I think it's 200 people or something. Okay. Yeah, we won't yeah. do that. Though. No, no. But you, you could. That's the sort of thing you but could. But it sounds as though you've got a sort of baby steps. You've got to get that, you know, yeah, you've got to get your six exactly. person private party type sessions going. Demonstrate to the council that you know it's not going to be may- mayhem, and uh, and then after that you can you can progress from there. But oh, yeah, exciting think, times, yeah. Yeah, building up those use cases and kind of trust, and that yeah. will that will hopefully work. But as I said, it's you know kind of like nice to keep it to mm-hmm. a relatively um, small small scale, yeah. getting to know people because that's how we're building our community. Is is generally no bullshit. Normally, like one to one conversations in mm-hmm. in DMs with people. Yeah. Yep just because we have that luxury where we're starting out and and we can and we want to you know give people that level of access to us and understanding a little bit about uh, who we are and, and what we're doing and people yeah. can our brains like at any time no, that's i'll give them most of my secrets but not all of them yeah got to keep a little bit back for yourself <laughs> <laughs> excellent i'll tell you what guys let's take a short break This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by them that can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. 
Them that can deliver the machinery, labour, materials and most importantly the expertise to achieve a professionally canned product that keeps their clients happy. For more information about how you can get started with their amazing services, please visit www.themthatcan.com. So I am back with Emma and Ollie from Merakai for the second half of the show. Guys, let's crack on and have you tell me what's different about Merakai. What is it you're doing or planning to do to help you stand out in the relatively crowded South Coast craft beer community? Yeah, it's magic. Is a secret. We've mentioned it um, before, but it's effectively it's magic. It's a secret. No, it's not. Um, it, <laughs> no. Uh, what makes us different is we were just having a having a bit of a chat off air, and the thing that makes us different is really understanding who we are and what we're about. Yep. Um, within not with just within like our, our small corner of the world. Um, down here in Sussex but I think generally within the kind of craft beer community like nationwide or even like potentially globally Oliver and I have, have made no secret about kind of who we are and who we support and what we what we like to try and do and what we have done since we started is is create um, opportunities for uh, marginalized voices to be heard through our through our platform yep. and we are you know there might be other people within the craft beer um, community that are also really supportive of marginalized communities but don't necessarily kind of like really shout um, shout about it or say actually we are a place where people can feel safe and people can be their authentic selves and we actually encourage it from our perspective to be part of Merakai and to kind of have that philosophy is all around all about like accepting kind of people for who they are and treating others with dignity and respect and we you know that is part of our foundation and the more people that we can educate and you know support and promote um with our with our platform um we can't do much at the moment apart from amplify Amplify voices. Um, there are plans, you know, obviously, uh, as we grow to um, support it more financially and time-wise. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's really really important to use your platform for for good and try yeah, to change, definitely. you know, like change the world and do your bit because you know I feel like we want to leave this place in a better this world in a better place than we found it. And if we can spread like that message of of love and acceptance and, and try and educate people and, and generate some positivity. And uh, that's what we're about. In yeah, that's fantastic. Can I press you on sort of how that sort of manifested itself so far? That's manifested itself at first point of call with all of our uh, marketing. So you, you kind of see that the images that we put out there oh. and our labels as well, like especially our core range, we try to be representative of um, different people from different backgrounds and have yep. like an agenda with it mm-hmm. you know and the, you know there are probably some people out there who won't buy our beer or won't try our beer because mm-hmm. like it looks a certain way and they they don't believe in that no it's okay I'll be that's absolutely fine yeah, you don't need to worry about that for those people yeah. but we hopefully it will kind of start um a conversation what we've done is with supporting our community, when we launched our lager, our Hellas Lager, how she had done, we did a um, charity raffle because I thought you could give money to charity, uh, like mental health charity, from the sale of your beer, but you kind of can't. They don't really accept it. Um, so we had to uh, do fundraising instead uh, with the support of our community. We managed right. to kind of raise just under a thousand pounds and did nice. and had like a program of education around mental health and mental um, health support mm-hmm. for all different um, communities and had like loads of different activities as well um, throughout that month that really worked quite nicely. Uh, we've got some partnerships um, coming up in, in the pipeline, one which will hopefully be launching um, next month. Um, I can't say too much about that because it will kind of like give away who we are partnering with but that's kind of tackling and looking and exploring at another segment um, of our of our community and looking at um, ableism there um, and then you know obviously we've got some more awesome stuff coming out like next year which again like amplifies 
different kind of communities' um, voices and basically um, benefits them and draws attention to subjects and topics that I feel need to be um, tackled and addressed um, within the craft beer uh, community. So yeah, Fantastic. sorry I'm being a bit flaky and not kind no. of able to give you details. If you revisit, I'm like we can do a bit of a deep dive on everything that we've um, that we've done next year. But... And we will be taking hopefully doing a charity beer this year and another one next year as oh, well. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, can't really say too much about it, but like everything with that we are doing or we're planning to do is going to benefit um, our community and also promote that um, our personal and kind of like the Murakai agenda of um, everybody is included and nice. yeah. kind of welcome, basically. Fantastic. And obviously that kind of thing obviously gets easier as you get bigger and you know start to have a hospitality space, doesn't it? That you can, you know, you, you can sort of lean in more to, to that type of activity. But I think you know it sounds as though you've made a good start in your uh, nine months so far in your business. <laughs> but on the beer front as well, I want to make us I want to push boundaries with our beers. I, mm-hmm. I want to use all natural ingredients where I can. So okay. if I'm gonna use maple, I'm gonna use real maple syrup as opposed to extracts and yeah. If I'm going to use nuts, I'll use real nuts. And the mm-hmm. fruit, obviously, in this beer, as you can tell, there's a, there's a lot of it. Um, it, it certainly was, is. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I want to push boundaries. I want to basically just make everyone go, wow, when you drink mm. one of America beers. You, you, I don't want it to just be, okay, that's just another beer. Obviously, with pale ales, it's a bit more difficult because yep. you can't push too far with the hops. Otherwise, it just goes a bit green. But, <laughs> but with these sort of the, these super fruited beers i i want to push the boundaries with that let's talk about we like you very much and this is your 6.5 percent fruited gosa that you uh call a frosa which i can I, I really like that actually and i think i might have to adopt that as my as as because uh, it's economy i you know I, I'm, I'm all about economy of everything and so we're saving two syllables there so that's good it's uh so I from there on <laughs> fall an acorn Okay. Oh well, it's nice. To I saw it on their can and was like, "That—that's a good way of describing it because it is a fruited goes." So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I had seen on other people's, but then when I saw them doing, it, I was like, "Well, it, it, let's make it a thing on the south coast of froze." I'm happy I with that. I just keep calling it a froze. You call it a froze. Well, I think I do think I do. I mean, uh, to be a bit picky, I do think it's got two syllables. So I think it's a froze. But uh, according to the <laughs> according to the Germans, at least. But you know, yeah. what, what do they know? What do they know about beer? You know, it's, oh, loves, yeah. <laughs> for a ghost, <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> anyway, um, I like that better. Let's get into tasting notes. So it's it says a wonderful collaboration with our new friend Hopped Sauce. Yeah, Sam. Packed full of fruit and lightly kettled soured, this frosa <laughs> is the perfect companion to the summer. Contains strawberries, coconut, vanilla, and lightly hopped with mosaic um absolutely terrific strawberry flavor just is incredible and i have heard it said that strawberry is actually quite a difficult flavor to to sort of master in a beer i don't know whether you you'd probably just put so much in that it just kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean shh, don't give away our secrets but i was gonna say that's yeah. exactly what happened it's 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 280 grams per liter of strawberry puree basically nice. that's a lot. It, I, by the time i put it all in there my arms were destroyed because i had to go, climb up a ladder and Keep I pouring, helped. Keep didn't have to put them in one at a time. Didn't you? No. It was yeah, it was it was horrendous. Um, Twenty kilogram bags at a time. It was it was not fun. Blimey. But then it also uses a, just under forty kilograms of coconut, a okay. mixture of um, desiccated and uh, toasted. Oh, nice. And yep. that was fun to clean out. That was not fun oh, to clean no, out. The, the farmer was like, ones. "What the hell is that?" When I gave it to him, so that was interesting. So, <laughs> and um, two, over two liters, I think it was of van- vanilla. Like right. pure vanilla that's like pulverized down into a paste. So again, all natural stuff as opposed to any extracts or essences. So yeah, Lovely, that, yeah. that's a crazy one. So the next one is yeah, it's, I've got to step up the game really with the next one. So this is this is pretty damn good. It's it's not like what people would say would be a traditional um a traditional ghost because no. you know it's obviously We've had really positive reviews on the whole, but then there's been a few people who actually probably wanted it to be a little bit more sour yeah. um, than than it was. But I think it's I, kind of what Oliver was saying, like you were saying, that you just kind of did it this way because it's a it's a style of beer inspired by 
that you wanted to make, basically? It's it's almost inspired by 450 North, really, um, with their stupidly super-fruited beers, um, which actually are probably a bit more sour than this. I wanted to sour this for 48 hours in the kettle, but the brew kit wasn't actually up and running in time. Oh. It was our first brew. It was a collaboration brew with Sammy on a Saturday. On a kit you've never brewed on. On a kit that I never brewed on, and I had to get it. <laughs> I had to get it soured. So I wanted to sour it on the Thursday, and it just wasn't ready in time. So I mm-hmm. had to sour it on the Friday. And it's it's got a nice level of sour to it, but mm-hmm. I prefer to have a bit more just to balance out the sweetness of the uh, of the strawberries, the vanilla, and the, the coconut, which are all quite sweet fruits yep. and, and adjuncts. So the next time I brew this next sort of style beer, I will do a 48-hour sour on it just to bring it down a little bit lower. And hopefully, yeah, that'll give it a bit more balance. It's still pretty well balanced. Yeah, it is a silly beer. It, it, as the Stagony Good Guys would say, it is a glass wrecker. It, it, yeah. yeah, no, I think this is really good. And it's it like, definitely sort of satisfies your objective of, of sort of pushing boundaries and doing crazy beers under the more like this, please. Yeah, I, I think I perhaps would appreciate a little bit more soundness in it, but it's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with this at all. This is definitely much more, as you were saying, like the staggeringly good sort of fruit kind of wrecker, more of a fruit beer than a sour, I would say, but doesn't diminish it at all. I think it's delicious. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lovely creation. <laughs> really enjoying it. Yeah, it's really nice on a on a really hot, sunny day. Mm. It's very, very enjoyable. If you whack it in like a freezer for about an hour and a half, it becomes a proper good slushy. Oh, I bet it does, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've not got, yeah, not quite, quite, got, quite, I've got enough left to do that with now, I'm afraid. I've kept all the beers so far vegan as well, so that okay. has no lactose in it. It's, it's All the creaminess comes from oats. Yep. And again, it, I, as I said, I like to use a lot of oats, and yeah, that, that one uses a lot of oats, and it, mm. it was a pain to brew, but it was worth it, so... I'll be doing it again. So excellent. Let's talk about can art, which is I, I think uh, I absolutely adore your can art. I mean, I've not seen. I, I mean, I don't know how many beers you've actually released. I've seen maybe six, six, uh, seven. Yeah, yeah we've, done, we've done eight. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not far away, and I think you've got a lovely sort of art style that you just I really appreciate. I'm sure it stands out extremely well on the shelf. Um, yeah. So give us the background. Uh, background is. Kind of going back to our conversation about like understanding who we are and what we're about. The can art, again, like how I commissioned it, I wanted it to be very, very in your face and for people to understand exactly who we were and what we were about straight from the outset. So we used for our core range, um, which is uh, five beers, an artist named Laura Callahan, Mm -hmm. who is a very well-known artist. Um, She has like a massive following. Oh, great. And then the We Like You Very Much, which is obviously like yep. um, the second one. Very fun. I tried. Yeah, this is a lovely um, artist. Her name is um, Alex um, Smith, and she goes by the name of Cool uh, Potato Kid on Instagram. And her art is kind of like really kitchen. Yeah, and this is really fun. nice, actually. Yeah, it's like, it's like really cute, isn't it? Yep. Um, it doesn't appeal to kids. I think we need to make that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you need to. Yeah. You need to be careful with that, though. <laughs> definitely an adult beverage. Um, yeah. Definitely an adult beverage. We don't have to worry. We're not selling in supermarkets. Yeah, we're, no, we're not. But ultimately, yeah, we just wanted to do kind of like something a little bit fun and summery because you know, Merakai. While we do try and highlight and talk about um, really serious subjects, we obviously like don't take ourselves too seriously. Mm. And there's a bit of a light, you know, to talk like marketing side. There's a bit of a lightheartedness about, you know, some of the um, some of the art and the sliding scale of um, what we're about. And then the uh, can for the dipper. Uh, that's like, as I said, part of a series of three of the hope yep. series. And the art for that was created by a wonderful artist called Asa. Mm-hmm. Asa Berea Germain and she basically is uh, based out in Poland right now and okay. yeah I just came across her Instagram she specializes in online and uh, reached out to her and said do you want to like do a beer can label and she was like yeah I love beer <laughs> <laughs> great craft beer scene in Poland so, um, so yeah she <laughs> she created that and each of them is distinctively different but I think they all tied together because yes. they all have like a meaning kind of behind them and there's always something within American like label that is not like really that obvious so for example like we announced it when we launched but like Oliver was supposed to be a bit of a secret in all the cans but but you can't 
he can't, can't miss, miss him. Yeah. Um, there's other kind of like hidden meanings in there. And then like for this one, there's like the tiny little chili like right up at the top there, which is kind of like a bit of a nod doing the partnership yeah. with Sam. And it's like our logo as well. It's one of those things where you kind of look at it and you don't quite see it spells up Marikai. And then you look a bit closer and you're like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's obviously your, you know an area that you're really your speciality uh, emma and i think it really comes through i think this is this is excellent and uh just very very distinctive which is the key you know distinctive and attractive i think that's you know those are the two key things for for can yeah. art and i think i think you got it now so so i think that's going to stand you in good stead for years to come yeah. so home alone banana phone is <laughs> coming up what else have you got coming up uh, beer release wise we have a collaboration beer that we can't say who it's with okay but it is a whip beer. Is it in tank already or is it in plan? It is in tank, yes. Okay. It's still just about finishing fermentation, so it's still in the open top at the moment. Okay. It's really, really nice. Uh, it's a bit yeasty still at the moment, but okay. it's got all of the things you'd want. It's got the cloves, the banana, mm. the coriander, Lovely. the orange. It's, it's, it's Yeah, it's delicious. It's really, really nice. So yeah. obviously with only one conical, we are canning the <laughs> next pail. Home alone yep. banana phone. Home alone banana phone. Friday. Yep. So then I'll probably go up on Saturday and transfer the beer across. Okay. And it's getting a, a nice light dry hopping in this beer. So it's a bit more of a modern sort of American take on it. But nice. Yeah. We're not going to go with the traditional sort of SARS or noble hops. We're right. going to go for a couple more sort of modern hops. So Amarillo for orange. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've managed to get hold of some lemon drop. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I like lemon drop. Terrific. That should hopefully emphasize a bit more of the citrus notes coming through as well, but it's it's very, very lightly dry. Oh, well, that sounds really good, Ollie, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I regret that there are so few whip beers around these days. It's just, it's almost like an obsolete style or, you know, not obsolete is the wrong word, uh, neglected style. Let's call it that. Uh It's coming. If I go to America, it's one of my go-to beers is Allagash White, Uh because who would be silly not to go for that when you're over in America? and. uh, Yeah, I even spoke to Allagash and asked them questions about oh, it. And they were nice enough to come back to me with, with responses. So, <laughs> so that was quite nice. So, yeah. So but they didn't give you the full picture. They just they kind did. of gave of you a little, you know, a little something, <laughs> which, which we've discussed. I mean, like, fancy that. All of us reached out to flipping Allagash. Mm. And That's they were wonderful. like, yeah, there But when I went over there with Stuart, the owner of Arundel, Mm-hmm. We visited Allagash and right. I basically, before we went there, I said to them, look, we're a brewery coming from from England. And they went, yeah, no problem. Come along. We'll join you up to the, 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 the brewery tour. And then halfway around the brewery tour, they basically went, OK, you've got these special badges. When the brewery tour ends, we're now going to show you our cool ship, which they'd only just set nice. up. Yeah, so we went and got to see all of that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, they, they really make you feel welcome. And it was just it was it was lovely. And yeah. And fantastic. Their beer is pretty much the best wit beer in America. So you yeah. can <laughs> no. it's it's the way it is really. So yeah, so yeah, the partnership that we've got um is actually um an international partnership. So the um, oh, cool. brewery that we'll be working with isn't um in this country. Brilliant. Look forward to seeing you take the wraps off of that in the in a month or so then or whatever. going to be exciting. Yeah. Oh. It's gonna be exciting. We're really looking forward to it, yeah. Brilliant. What else got coming up? Is that any other beers uh, sort of I in have planning? the next fruited sour. Okay. Yep. So like blueberry. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yep. blueberry and a couple of other fruits and marshmallow and just, mm. yeah, going all out on that one. Uh, I've got an Imperial Stout, which again will be another collaboration. So that's going to be good. Yep. Uh, what else? Have we got? And then like some more just easy drinking pails to switch it up a little bit. Um, we're obviously going to do our birthday beer. The big birthday yeah. beer. Um, yeah. It's going it, to, we, miss going to belgium yeah i bet you we, do we used yeah. to go there once a year and mm-hmm. um let, no, no, let's be specific about this it wasn't just belgium it's Bruges. Bruges, it was one it? place in belgium yeah, yeah. yeah i so, saw that i saw that on your website this afternoon then that you're a, you're yeah. a, Bruges, a Bruges fan <laughs> we're missing yeah, we're bit. missing that so i've done a belgian double before with arundel mm. yeah so i'm thinking of going for the triple or the quad oh we should do yeah. triple I was thinking quad. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, if you go triple, time. if you go triple, you've got to go light. Whereas if you go quad, you go dark again. Yeah, but I like I like a triple. I think it's like the we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it off. Air. Isn't this fun? <laughs> no, it's yeah, all so good. We've got that coming up, and obviously we've got Brilliant. the third instalment of our uh, hope series as well. Yes. Which, as I said mm. earlier, is either going to be a west coast or um, an oak tree, basically. Yeah. So. Okay, then. So, where's the best place for people to get their hands on some Marikai beers? 
as I said, we're um, pretty much everywhere. I mean, if people go to Stockist um, section of our website, they can find some places that stockers um, okay, nice. give you a general indication. I think there's like a couple of places on there that aren't stocking us and it'll give them like an incentive if everyone goes in and goes, where are America beers yeah. to restock us? Um, we also like shout about who stocks us and do shout outs of stock drops on um, Instagram. So people right. follow us nice. at um, Merakai underscore brewing. They can kind of find out there. Um, we're totally open for people to champion their um, local bar or like craft beer shop. So like just drop us a DM of anyone or connect us with your local place. Because even though all of it basically went us, um, yes, we do kind of sell direct we can, but we like to, um, you know, obviously try and support the uh, pubs and craft beer shops. Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. Bars, like, where we can. So we always say, like, go there first. If you can't get it from there, come to us, basically. I think that's a nice yeah. balance. What about cakes? You sell cakes direct or through distribution? Uh, both. So mm-hmm. we've got, um, yeah, we've got wholesale, uh, wholesale distribution, so we can kind of do Ebria um seller and uh pixies and then we okay. also um do direct nice okay great let's get into what i call the shout out to the little guy yeah here i ask you to mention one or more local to uckfield i guess beer businesses or i'll settle for lewis or even brighton but local beer businesses and that can be a tap room a pub a bottle shop even a restaurant or a cafe that you think is doing a great job promoting independent craft beer yeah, we've, we've well, got like a few yeah, all over the place. Fun, funny enough, we actually live in Worthing. Oh, okay. Yep. So our locals are, they're actually a, 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 like a twin setup. And it's the um, Brooksteed Ale House okay. and the Bottle and Jug, which is just across the road from it. And they're, they're basically sister companies. And yeah, right. they've supported us from the very beginning. They've always bought our beers, every single one of our beers they've stocked. And nice. yeah. They're amazing and they're, they're really good. Yeah, John, Aaron, and um, Aaron and Tom, like Aaron. amazing. We've got actually kind of quite so a lot. Many, yeah. Do you know, unfortunately, well, it's like fortunately, but unfortunately for a shout out, we have so many. It's, um, I know it's really hard, regular, isn't it? Um, regular customers of ours that are also like really representing in uh, a in fantastic, London. fantastic way. Hopefully, people won't get annoyed with me um, for naming. We've got. Um, Alex and Greg from 12 Ounce Bottle Shop in London. Yep. We've got Kevin from Big Scary Monster and Social Club in Oxford. We right. recently like had a pop-up in Brighton that did really, really nicely. Not just Kevin, come on. I know, lovely Finn, who <laughs> like has always done really nice videos to promote us. And they just all do lovely, amazing things to support us in the community. Tom over in uh, Gold Arming, uh, Six Beer uh, Emporium. He's also like uh, got his Instagram account and Six Beer. He's wonderful. He appears on one of our cans. Yes, he does. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I'm your biggest fan. We had no idea that he ran his, ran his own shop. Um, a new, relatively new stock is for us, but they do all sorts of awesome stuff um, in in their store. Is uh, Curious Liquids um, up in Glasgow. They are right. absolutely fantastic. Uh, industry Tap in, in yeah. um, Sheffield, like mm-hmm. their um really awesome as well Brilliant. Uh, list goes like on and on <laughs> the amazing amount of support we've had uh, well that's a nice list so so what i'll do um emma is dig out the the websites of each of those businesses you mentioned or the facebook pages of them got websites and list them in the show notes of the podcast so people can can click yeah, through just... let's get into the wrap-up question and here i would like to know what would and i need an answer from each of you what would be your ultimate happy hour where would you be who would you be with on the assumption that you would have your the other half would be with you of course but but you're you you know you're allowed to extend that network to maybe bring a few friends or whatever where would you be who would you be with and most specifically what beer would you be drinking and it doesn't need to be coherent so the beer doesn't need to match the venue necessarily you can mix and match probably would though yeah probably it doesn't have to <laughs> <laughs> who'd like to go first Can I go first um, I can go first, but it's probably going to sound like a bit of a corporate answer. But I think it's, I think it's true. Which is, I really enjoy a lot of people's company, and we've met some like amazing people mm-hmm. within our community along the way. So I would say it's kind of a, getting a bunch of those folks together and kind of having a drink in our own gorgeous little tap room, like we talked about it, because we. Yeah. Like, 
this I know this sounds like a really kind of like wanky marketing answer it's genuinely creating that great space for for people where it's like that secret place that you want them to tell your friends about but you don't what we'd be drinking that's kind of really difficult I mean I'd obviously like have beer from our own but ultimately I'm a massive fan of like the Halfman Brewery in uh, Bruges and I honestly believe that you cannot really be a Straffer Hendrix or um or a Bruce Art really kind of believe that you cannot and I think probably like psychologically in my mind well the probably are better beers but like the fact that it's associating that beer taste with amazing memories I just kind of want to take that and yep. share it with everyone else and that's kind of it I'm happy with that how about yourself Ollie my one would be I've got Two best friends, basically. That one, one's Alex, and he lives not far away, but he's yep. he's married with kids, so I don't see him as much as I should do. No. And the other one's Simon, and he again married with kids, but lives in Japan. Oh my goodness, um, you don't see him at all. No. No, not really. So <laughs> it would be those two plus our family that are all in Wales. Yep. In Bruges. Okay. It's just lovely, and again, yeah, it would probably be Strapper Hendrix because. Mm-hmm. I love that quad. It's just, I remember drinking it and then standing up and going, nope, I'm sitting back down again. Because <laughs> I've over otherwise. And so, uh, Bizzle Brothers, Swish. Okay. Uh, it's been my favourite beer since we visited New England. Again, it's just a fantastic beer. It's got the Holy Trinity. It's citrus simcoe mosaic and mm. it's balanced perfectly. And yeah. So those two, yeah, a proper old school and a proper new school beer. And yeah, just fantastic. friends more than anything else. And just, yeah, in Bruges because it's lovely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Bissell Brothers actually get the the amount of attention they probably deserve over here compared to some of the other sort of really big name US breweries. They're, I mean, there's so many fantastic ones, but yeah, Bissell Brothers are great. Awesome. Good answers, both of you. Really like that. Absolute pleasure chatting to you guys. Really enjoyed it. I will look forward to speaking to you soon. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Commencing in the spring of 2022, This Week in Craft Beer will be running meticulously curated long weekend tours to the world's most exciting craft beer cities in partnership with some of the UK's leading craft breweries. Destinations will include Copenhagen, New England, Brooklyn and Miami. If you fancy joining a small tour party led by a leading UK craft brewer as we experience a packed long weekend of meet the brewer and tutor tastings at some of the leading craft breweries on the planet, please pay close attention to our newsletter and website 